Welcome back for another episode of SLMA Radio and our revolving series of shows. This week it's Revenue Rebels, hosted by Roan Morgan, the CEO of Demand Lab. Also happens to be the sponsor for the program. Show hosted the first week of each and every month right here on SLMA Radio. With that, we bring her in to find out what insights she's going to share with us today. Roan Morgan, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Revenue Rebels. Today, we're sitting down with a colleague of mine to discuss a topic that's gained a lot of attention in the marketing community over the past few years, digital transformation. We're talking with Eric Hollabone. He is our Chief Marketing Technologist and VP Marketing here at Demand Lab, and he's responsible for bringing what we have created and and call the revenue ecosystem to life for our clients by integrating strategy, technology, and data across marketing, sales, and service. By way of quick introduction, Eric and I have known each other for over 10 years, and he's been at Demand Lab now for over two years, working really closely with me, guiding the technology and services vision of the company. So for our listeners today, this format is going to be a little bit different than it usually is. Eric and I will discuss the impetus to writing the book that he and I worked on together called Change Agents, its relevance today, and the current state of digital transformation. Eric, do you want to just give a brief introduction of yourself to the listeners? I'd love to. Nice to meet you all. Just to go back into my background and why I care so much about this topic, I've been around this industry for about 15 years and in MarTech for 10 since it began. And really what keeps me thinking about this space and why we want to talk about this today is we're all trying to figure out how, as marketers, we want to make sure we have impact. And digital transformation is one of those techniques. It's a game-changing technique that allow people to build the skills that they need to deliver value. But we're also coming up on an interesting inflection point where marketing technology has been around for several years and it's into a maturing mode. So how does this still translate? Are people still getting value out of digital transformation? And if you've yet to take it up, how can you get onto this path? That's where I come from. Just to lay it out there, I'm what I don't consider myself a typical marketer. I come from the engineering side. So the science is my part of the marketing queue, but I much appreciate that there's an art to this as much as anything else. And it's when you blend the two that this works. So this is a topic for all, both the scientists and the artists. I'm really excited to be doing this show with you, Eric, because as I was thinking about having the conversation with you and bringing you into the podcast, then you might remember during the early meeting when we were first discussing the role here, I shared my deck with you, which looks completely different today than it did over two years ago, but it was a deck all about our new vision and where I wanted to take the company. And we were instantly on the same page. It was really exciting to be talking to somebody that had the same vision and believed in it as much as as I did. And I didn't realize it back then that we were actually talking about what now everybody is talking about, digital transformation and, you know, sort of the critical components of really getting to what we kind of think of as the holy grail of that really incredible customer experience and customer journey. So I'm very excited to have you joining us today to to go through some of this stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. And, And I think the big aha moment for both of us, especially for me, was the the linkage between digital transformation in a marketing sense or expressed in a marketing way really for me turns out to be customer centricity 
rethinking how marketing delivers its approach to its efforts and how it, it really engages with clients and prospects. To me, those two are synonymous. Digital transformation in marketing equals customer-centric driven organizations. And digital transformation leads us to a whole bunch of things about, it's not just about taking things online and making them digital. It's not about taking a paper process and just making a digital form of that. It's actually thinking about how do we reimagine the experience that a customer may go through? And how do we deliver it different? And how do we both the company and the prospect or the customer gain value from that transaction? And that has to propagate through the entire organization. So it may start in marketing, and we'll get into why I think marketing should lead this in a little bit. But it comes down to who knows the customer better at a global scale in the department. And it's about moving forward through this digital transformation by becoming customer-centric. It's also about our business models have taken us so far. So if you think about what's gotten you to this point needs to be rethought to get you to the next level of growth or that incremental step in performance. And we need to think about what techniques and how we're going to do this. And it's about thinking differently. And digital transformation gives us that opportunity to think differently. I was actually just reading, of course, the most recent Harvard Business Review, which talks about the title or the cover pages, The Age of Continuous Connection. And they talk about a few different strategies, of course, that the writers have come up with. It folds right into that, which is it's critical for us to rethink the business model. And we have the technologies to do this and to deliver on what the customer is looking for. It was very soon after you joined that we were able to refine and articulate the vision of delivering on the customer journey that companies, especially technology companies, especially in the marketing automation and CRM and experience space have been talking about for, for years and trying to deliver on, but it's challenging, right? There's a, a lot to try to deliver and there's a lot of technology and a lot to wrap your hands and your head around. We started to share the vision of how to pull all of this together with the team internally, with our clients, and then with the larger community. And then we eventually wrote change agents. And this was a really exciting process to go through with you. I kind of think of it as a field guide for CMOs today. Talk a little bit about, from your perspective, the why in terms of writing the book and what that experience brought for you. It did two things, and I'll first talk about how it affects CMOs. And I think it comes down to what I've alluded to earlier, that who is the right person to lead this effort within an organization, this becoming customer-centric? And it naturally falls to who at the executive table represents the customer the best, who recognizes what a customer needs, what we're supposed to be in tune with, what their requirements are. And if you look around at all the positions at the head table, it seems to fit with the CMO the most. But that brings us to not all CMOs are well-versed in how to approach a transformation like this, or even well-versed in what technologies are available, or even further down the road, how would you go about bringing change management and other transformational details into this process? Digital transformation is a company-wide endeavor. It takes a whole bunch of people, but it starts with the leadership of marketing. And not all CMOs are ready to step up to that task. So we came out and said, how could we help people build a step-by-step -step guide that would take them through all the thought processes that they would need to understand both the gains and the possible pitfalls to go through in building a technology transformation for their business. So that's how we came to it. It's people need to become familiar and leaders in their profession before they can lead their team 
about digital transformation for their own organizations. And of course, every organization is unique, so the strategies applied at a broad scale have to be customized to that organization in order for it to succeed. We could have this conversation 10 years ago, but it would be a pipe dream. I mean, technology has changed, I think, such that now it is possible to put something like this together. And we started thinking about this a while back and we wrote the book in 2017. It's still relevant. We were just at the Adobe Summit. They were talking about exactly the vision and the philosophy. This was validated just about every session I attended and especially every every keynote. And for me, I think that it demonstrates that it's more important than ever. We have now the capabilities, we have the drive and the need. That's also why we have developed the playbook. And we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later, but that companion guide is then the tool set to get you to be able to execute through something like this. What was your thought coming out of the Adobe Summit and talking to other people at the summit in terms of you know reflecting back on Change Agent's book and our thinking and, and what we've been working to deliver to our community in terms of thought leadership and then also obviously with our clients? I would go back and say there's two things. One, it's really important for the CMO to lead this effort and to make very close connections with the CIO. Together, that's a duo of a team at the leadership level that's really going to empower this transformation. Even Adobe and Microsoft at that summit spent a lot of time about trying to understand the strength of the other. Adobe really understands the CMO and Microsoft understands the CIO. Together, these two companies are trying to work out how to approach them as a pair, not individually. They've come to recognize that they're better together in leading this effort. The other thing was how important data has become. It's just an amazing glue that's going to tie all of what we do together. Without it, we can't make the transformations we need to make. In terms of data, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast in the past that I Absolutely see this as such an important asset for any company. Um, and that is only more and more true, I think, day by day, right? Nothing can be accomplished without that. And on that note, let's revisit data when we get back after we take a quick break to hear a little bit more about Demand Lab. Stay tuned, everybody, for more about effectively leading digital transformation. I've got my colleague here, Eric Hollabone. And we will talk more about that when we return. Over to you, Paul. All right. Well, let's just take a second here to remind you that Demand Lab is the sponsor of the program, and they help organizations like yours transform their revenue potential by connecting their greatest assets, people, processes, technology, and data. They do it through a customized revenue ecosystem solution that you definitely have to check out by leveraging marketing technology, data science, governance, and analytics, and content. Demand Lab helps B2B organizations, maybe like yours, advance business goals and drive revenue. Isn't that what it's all about? If all that sounds appealing, you want to learn more, it's pretty simple. Just go to Demand Lab Solutions at Demand Lab, just like it sounds, demandlab.com. All right. As I always say, with that, I demand to hear more. Thanks so much, Paul. Okay, let's jump right back in with Eric Collabone. So, Eric, let's talk about organizational buy-in. How can marketers get their 
organizations from leadership top to bottom, you know, everybody involved that needs to be involved to buy in to the need for digital transformation? For me, it's about vision, goals, and buy-in. I mean, everybody's being pushed to deliver more, do more with the same budgets or even sometimes less. So digital transformation is an effort that requires a fundamental level of leadership from the top. But it's also about building a big tent. And what I mean by that is eventually digital transformation and becoming customer-centric will ripple through the organization and everybody will become part of this customer centricity. That's the idea behind it. So you're going to start with marketing and your closest friends, maybe IT, maybe in sales, but eventually it's going to propagate out even through the depths of finance and HR and so forth and thinking about how they can participate in being a customer-centric value. So the transformation is company-wide and it needs a leader from the top down, which means it's about the CMO setting the vision and the goals and then listening as the transformation starts to the concerns and approaches of other departments and building a combined solution, a win-win solution for everybody to participate in. So to me, that's how they get to the company-wide. But leadership starts at the top with marketing for me and then moves on into the other areas as the transformation permits. How do you see the role, though, and... This is a little bit based on both of our experience working with some pretty big companies working through the process of digital transformation. How do you see the role of CEOs in this entire sort of landscape? Well, I see it in one of two ways. Either the CEO is going to empower the CMO to get it done, and if they don't see the CMO doing it, they'll do it themselves. It's that important to the outcome of a company It goes to fundamentally affecting shareholder value and growth. And if the CMO doesn't pick up the mantle, it's going to be one of those things where the CEO is going to do it for them. There is uh, some statistics out there that talk about who are the top two leaders of digital transformations inside organizations. And the second one is not what you'd normally think, which would be a CIO. It's actually the CEO. Mm -hmm. So CEOs highly care about this and are motivated in the results that digital transformation will bring. So it comes back to it's the CMO's opportunity to lead, to show that vision, to define those goals, and and then drive the buy-in down through the lower levels from from my perspective. Yeah, I think you're right. And in fact, we haven't had this exact conversation, but I have seen a lot of the initiatives being led or pushed in some ways by the CEO because they know how critical it is to roll out a digital transformation program or organizationally wide. But the reason for that for them is the customer centricity. It is the outcome of customer centric experiences that they know are going to position them much more strongly in the market. And I think it may not be the first that is always the winner, but if you can get there before all of your competition and competition is strong in all industries, I think the CEOs are starting to feel the heat a bit. That's my sort of thinking around their role. And to add something onto that, I think it's relatively easy to reverse engineer a product or a delivery or an offering. What's really hard to repeat is the customer experience that one company can give their clients over another. That takes energy and effort. And as CEOs recognize that and see it as a source of driving revenue and growth and a differentiator in the marketplace, 
I think we'll see a lot more people get behind digital transformation as a results-oriented approach to delivering value for their shareholders. Mm -hmm. You spoke a little bit about data being critical. As I said, I've always considered it a major corporate asset. It is now more than ever. How have you seen the role of data change over the last few years? I think it's gone from something that most people just took in passing to now something that's become foundational to what they do every day. It's become that important. Marketers don't turn around anymore without thinking about the data they need. Well, what I don't think they've elevated themselves to is appreciating it as much as a financial asset as maybe you or I do. And and with that, I mean, financial Mm -hmm. uh, assets, you appreciate in value after you create them. Well, so does data. It goes stale. It goes out of date. It goes usefulness. And there's also a price to acquire it. It costs money to build your data. The moment you stop renewing it, it starts to degrade in terms of an asset and a performance value. So it's something that I think has now become fundamental to most marketers. Anybody, certainly on the demand gen side of the house and the ABM side of the house, couldn't do their jobs without the underlying data to help them make the decisions about how to approach a client or what campaign might work better or how do I make that campaign better than the last one. It's all driven by that fundamental underlying value of the data that's provided to do those personalizations. I think modern marketers need to be skilled in it. They don't need to be data scientists, not yet. That, that may be cut down the road for all of us, but we need to have an appreciation of what data can do for us. And when I come back to just one last point is, I always like to think about data is knowing this piece of data what could I do as a marketer differently? For instance, if I knew somebody's preference on the type of solution they want to buy, be it a pricing model, I could offer different types of products into the marketplace that would better suit my customers and thus get better uptake. So it's always mm-hmm. those kind of things. What could I do better knowing this piece of data? And that's the fundamental question I, I hope a lot of marketers will start to use. We're coming up to the end of our time, unfortunately. I'd like to ask just one more question around getting into execution. So, you know, the book Change Agents talks a lot about strategy and sort of kind of gearing up and getting ready to deploy something. How can you move that into the execution phase? I think it starts with keeping your eye on the goals. What I mean by that is By designing your systems and your efforts with the goal in mind and then working backwards, it kind of dictates what the execution would look like. So it starts with, if you want to grow revenue by 13% or something this year, then you've got to break that up in the execution phases of what do we do this quarter? What do we do next quarter? How do we make sure that each quarter is producing enough revenue to do that? And then that further breaks down into what campaigns should we be running to produce those more people that sales could. So it's basically a work back from the the goals that were set at the beginning of the transformational state through a sort of an execution pattern of taking the large goal and making it actually something that a marketer can do in a day and and have an impact at the end of it. So it's a really taking all apart all these puzzle pieces, laying them out so that we can actually get them done, knowing that they're all going to build back up together to produce that overall result we're looking for. So it's it's about setting the goals, breaking it down, and then putting it all back together and, and uh, driving revenue that way. Can you talk for a minute about the playbook? Certainly. The playbook is a CEO or a marketing leadership's guide to figuring out how to instantiate these major pieces. It's about how to include the right people, 
what vision you want to uh, work for your company, but it also gets into the tactical elements about how would you go about taking a marketing plan and actually breaking it down into smaller pieces such that it becomes executionable by your teams. And also about how you see yourself on a maturity model and moving up, starting with a goal today and, and moving towards becoming more highly customer-centric uh, in the next days. In the book, there's a set of seven or eight tools that prompt thought experiments to customize for your company so that you can work through these details at a customized level that will impact your business. And by the time you've done all these tools, you've put together a solid digital transformation plan to get you started. Awesome. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. I wanted to make sure that we were able to articulate that a little bit. I think that the listeners could likely get a lot out of it. Um, and I could imagine that we could spend the next 30 minutes or three hours continuing to talk about this because I talk with you about this just about every day. Um, but it was really fun to do this as an interview and to be able to share some of the thinking that you've got and that you've brought um, to Demand Lab and uh, in support of the team and the vision and in support of um, clients and also just the folks out there that are looking at our thought leadership, including our podcasts. So thanks for joining today, Eric. It was great to have you. Very much appreciated. Thank you for the opportunity. Sure. And how, for our listeners out there that don't know, how could they reach you? Available through eric at demandlab.com or on LinkedIn. The book's available for download off of our website. Any number of ways, uh, but LinkedIn's probably the best. Yeah. All right. Okay, good. And a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in to Revenue Rebels. I'm your host, Roan Morgan. You can find me on LinkedIn by looking up Demand Lab or searching R-H-O-A-N Morgan on LinkedIn. Thanks so much. Now back over to you, Paul. As usual, you've been listening to another episode of SLMA Radio. With our program today, Revenue Rebels, a monthly program right here on the Funnel Radio Channel for at-work listeners like you. Brought to you by Demand Lab.